Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. So I went grocery shopping just, just before this. Okay. I, I finished up work and I went to the grocery store unsupervised. Hey. Got a, wow. got a whole whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I say that not as in like unsupervised, like I'm not capable, but like unsupervised, like nobody was there to tell me no. Sure. <clears throat> so I got a lot of stuff. Um, but not necessarily a plan. Oh, okay. Because a lot of times I'll just get a bunch of shit and I'll, I'll like, basically, you know the show Chopped, right? Where they get, like, yeah. these secret ingredients in the basket and you've got to make it work. Yeah. That's mostly how I cook. Oh, see, that stresses me out even thinking about that. <laughs> so, yeah. And I've come up with some really, really great meals that way. Uh, some not so great. Uh, <laughs> but just literally just before, like... The just before I messaged you to say that I could hop on a few minutes early to do this recording session, uh, I prepped myself a few little uh, little parfaits. I got some. Oh, look at I got you! Some, I got some unsweetened cashew yogurt. Uh, I put some some chia seed in there, and some. I found this like a locally made granola. That this this style that I got was like cocoa and coffee, and there's like pepitas and like sweetened with a, just a touch of local honey because I can't have a lot of sugar, so I'm like super. Conscious about that. And then some frozen raspberries on top. And those are sitting in my fridge, ready for me to have a delightful treat. That does sound like a delightful treat. Now, conversely, my delightful treat was I made brownies. You made uh, brownies. I oh. made brownies. Yeah. You know what? It's been a while since I've like <laughs> baked anything. So I was like, you know what? It, we should make brownies tonight. So so yeah, my kid and I uh, made brownies tonight. But but conversely, I, I've used conversely twice because it's like <laughs> it's okay. word of the day. But uh, we made um, uh, fajita lettuce wraps uh, for dinner. So I feel like... Yeah, that balances. That's still... You know, yeah, uh, but like, if you don't have a specific condition that says you can't have any of these things, then yeah, moderation, do it. And then you're balancing it. You got your lettuce wrap with your vegetables. Like, I love it. I love it. And we've had this discussion before, but Betty Crocker? Uh, yeah, Betty Crocker. Now, yep. That's what I thought. Yeah. Because I, yep. I specifically remember you in my in my head saying, I don't trust anyone named Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, how fucking great. Yeah, no, only... <laughs> <laughs> only uh only betty crocker um uh, uh fun fact about duncan hines and maybe yeah. i said this last time we had this discussion but as a kid i thought you know how there's the furniture store duncan bright 
Yes. I thought it was Dunk and Heinz uh, for oh, the brownies. Yeah, because it was Dunk. Because <laughs> I didn't know anyone right. named Duncan. Yep. Yeah, because then during during like March and like uh, St. Patrick's season, it's O Dunk and O Bright. Yeah, but it was like O Duncan. Oh, bright. Yeah. Like, that's why I always thought it was just, oh, it's Duncan Bright. Duncan like Duncan, bright. Duncan Bright. Yeah. So you, you thought it was Duncan Bright. I thought it was Dunk and Hines. So and, uh, <laughs> we, were, we were both wrong about the same things. We both can't it. hear shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't have a lead into that. So either way, and that being said, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of a Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight. And I, wait, I don't have my magical clapper. Oh yeah, you need your magical <laughs> clapper to fix it all. I was going all. to, uh, I was going to influence the direction of this uh, of this episode to to like manifest our dreams. Uh, by the end of the episode, we were going to have a, like a shit ton of contracts to to produce our films. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that would be that would be pretty awesome. We need that muse, I guess. I mean, so the muse. Okay, so uh, for those of you listening, we're doing uh, we're this month we are on our search to answer the question. And the question mm-hmm. is, are there good shark movies except for Jaws? Which uh, I'm going to go ahead and say we will once again not be answering that question definitively today. No, that will not be a question that is answered. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so so today we're talking about the movie Bad CGI Sharks. Now, this goes in line to kind of what we talked about for the last couple of movies, where this 100% is a movie that they intended to make a bad movie. Oh, yeah. And they did it, uh, mm-hmm. but the not the bad of like, Jesus, this movie was bad, but like in the, oh, got it, you made a schlocky bad movie, like on purpose. Got yeah, it. so like first of all, um, is this a bad shark movie? No. No. Is it a it, it's not a good shark movie. I mean it, it does follow all the all the rules of a yeah, of a the, shark film. And like the the emphasis of how how you say is this a bad shark movie uh is important because this is a bad shark movie. But yeah. It's not, a, it's not a bad shark movie. Um, because it Just is because an, Zangief is bad guy. Yeah, it doesn't mean, mean he's bad, bad guy. guy. Uh if this is an excellent meta comedy about shark movies totally uh while in in itself being a bad shark movie <laughs> that is very meta that is, is so extremely meta. this is one of the most meta movies i've seen in a while uh mostly for that reason because they yeah. like yeah, they they poke fun at a genre while doing a bad job at the genre, which is the genre is known for being bad. <laughs> and so they, they absolutely nail being bad at the genre that they're both. <laughs> so so bad CGI sharks is streaming on places like Tubi TV and stuff like that, all those sort of freemium sites. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. I uh I remember seeing a trailer. I think it was on YouTube for this uh, movie a few years ago when it when it I think probably when it first came out or first hit streaming or something. And I remember thinking exactly that, like mm-hmm. this is actually a really funny idea if your goal is to basically make fun of bad CGI sharks, right? Like yes. if, if the goal is to make a bad CGI shark movie and make it like a joke. Mm-hmm then you can do it right, right? Like, th- this is a cr- uh, such a hilarious meta idea, as you well, said. It's, it's so much like 
You you've referenced Velocipaster a couple of times. Yeah. And how that was like the the perfect like joke turned movie concept turned like properly executed movie. Or I think of like Thanks Killing, uh, which knew exactly what it was going for and and leaned into it. Like it it is it's a great example of that. Where I actually take issue with this film is with the title. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Uh, for so this is an hour and a half film. Uh, and we've we've been lucky lately. We've been getting a, a string of reasonably length ones. Pretty short films. <laughs> I'm excited. And uh, I will say, uh, this is the the longest it has probably ever taken me to watch in an hour and a half film. Uh, not because <laughs> it was bad and I couldn't get through it, but just life just kept interrupting. Like I had like. I started first thing this morning, then we went to go get coffee and breakfast, and then I came back and started, and then I had to jump into a, a meeting, and then I tried to watch a little bit more, and then I had to jump into another meeting, and back and forth throughout the entire day. So I watched it in like 10 to 30 minute snippets. Yeah. Uh, so Which is, I think, a good way to watch it, I think. It it, it worked. It was kind of like breaking up into to episodes, but each episode was just a few minutes instead of 45 <laughs> or whatever. Right. Um, but basically, it was like the first 60 minutes of this hour and a half long film where I was thinking, like, you promised me sharks, plural, and there is one shark. Uh, yeah. Now, they, they made up for that. They did give us multiple sharks in the end, so I, 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 I withdraw my complaints about that. Uh, but I'm going to come around and say, I don't think the CGI was that bad. Honestly, I, of all the films we've seen, like Ouija <laughs> Shark and Noah's Shark and stuff like that, this is probably it was the best. Pretty good, yeah. I this, mean, the it's best not schlocky, great. the the right. best schlocky shark CGI that were were practical effects because Polonia they they lean right into practical. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, Which the is best great. Shark effects that we've seen in a movie that's not trying to be a serious shark movie. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I I completely agree with that. I because I remember when I when I first saw the sh- when you first see the shark, I was like, that's actually not a bad CGI show. Like I expected yeah. basically what you get later in the things yeah. like the very cartoony. I was like, oh, that's actually pretty good. I mean, it wouldn't pass in like a big budget film. No, uh, but like for Matt and Jason uh, or whatever. It is, yeah, uh, uh, Matt, Jason, and Mateo. Uh, Mateo, collectively is, known as Majama. Majama. Oh, that's, that's actually that's cute. who's listed as the director because it's all three of them. I love it. All they three, all yeah. They all three wrote, uh, starred in, and directed this film, and I, I like that. That's I, it's a cool like, group thing. Friends yeah. making movies. Yeah, we should do that. We should be friends making movies. We should. Yeah. Why don't we? We should make a movie. Let's make a movie. Let's actually Maybe. fast, like go back in time to April and make a movie <laughs> called Somnium. Let's go back in time to April and make a movie called Somnium, but have it be out by now. That would be great. <laughs> hey, that stay tuned, be... everyone. Nightshiftradio.com slash Somnium. Yeah, it's coming soon, <laughs> I promise. Uh, yeah. So the film starts off with Bernardo, uh, and it kind of reminds me of like uh, um, like Joe Bob's Late Night, whatever. I forgot what that guy's thing is, but there's you know, like Elvira... Or Will Shatner or all those people where they introduce the movie mm-hmm. of the night and it's, you know, they do like their 
it's a man on the edge, but can he come back? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like cool, you know, very like nerdy background or whatever. And that's how this film starts, but it's Bernardo on the TV. And we actually see a scene where it's like a woman and she's like getting dressed, you know, into her, like her under, you know, she, you, there's no nudity in this film, by the way. No. There are boobies, but there's no nudity in this film. That is something <laughs> to point out and we'll talk about that. Um, which is great. Bernardo promises you boobies. So... <laughs> Doesn't say they'll be human. Doesn't um, say they'll be human. And yeah, and again, there there's uh there's blood, but like you never actually see someone being mauled or ripped apart or anything like that. It's it's all very cartoonish. So there's there's no real content warning, so to speak, other than like if you are like just legitimately scared of sharks and you're not prepared to face that, then I guess don't, but I like, mean, I'm scared of sharks. I was not scared of this movie, but if you have like <laughs> a over the top fear, like can't even think of sharks without like shivering, then yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Also like, what are you doing here? Yeah, We've covered right. so many shark movies. I know, right? <laughs> I think we're at like number seven or something. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, so it starts off with her getting dressed and this, this scene kind of, Actually, I would say this scene is a deceiving tone setting scene mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it makes you feel like this movie is going to be a little raunchier than it is. Yeah. So you see the girl, she's getting dressed. She's on the phone with her boyfriend. They make a lot of sexual innuendos about like, she. he's like, you know, are you hungry? And she's like, well, I, you know, do want to be eating or something, you know, but like mm -hmm. eating. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he asked the question if he's, if she's like on her period and eventually she gets, you know, and she's, she's on the phone with him and she gets on the bed. The shark attacks her blood goes all over the bed. He shows up and he's like, oh damn, what did you do? You know, like thinking, you know, and then I don't know. It was a little, <laughs> it was, it was a little raunchier than, than what the rest of the film turned out to be. Because he makes the the comment like you know I'm squeamish around blood and then he turns and sees the bed and it's just absolutely covered, and yeah. of course the the shark eats him and we we skip back to Bernardo who finishes setting the the scene for us and he tells us all about how he has this magical uh, movie clapper uh, that calls upon the muses he gives us a, a brief uh, explanation of what a muse is and uh, helps people realize their dreams in filmmaking. And we get a couple of examples. There's a, well, there's a, a guy who wanted to write a film about being a cannibal, uh, yeah. or like a serial killing cannibal uh, or something like that. Kill people while he sleeps with them. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, and there was another one about a woman. What, what was, what was uh, her dream? The woman who she wanted to write a love story, but she oh. had never been in love. Never been in love. So she got her, got her chance to, to fall in love with a, a, a handsome man named, uh, oh, his name is in here. Uh, Alejandro. Alejandro. Yes. <laughs> Played by Ben Palacios. Um, one of the few actors in this film who actually has a profile photo on IMDb. Hey, good for him. He, <laughs> he paid the the 20 something dollars a month it is to uh, have a, have a profile mean, account. The, the primary like writer, director, star, and probably crew on this movie all like this, like this is pretty much all they've done. They've done this and like a couple shorts together. Yeah. Uh, so like they probably just like, yeah, we, yeah we'll, we'll get to it eventually. What, this movie just came out though. Like, two years ago or no four years ago it's 2019 so 2019. three years ago yeah three years. yeah okay. which i mean what, what is time right. uh but yeah so mateo explains to us that he can make people's uh, dreams realized in film and thus we are introduced to matthew uh who we know is a a younger brother to jason 
And as kids, they loved sharks, everything shark. And they had a dream of making a movie about sharks, a shark exploitation film yeah. called Shark Out of Water. <laughs> Which is what this film should have been called. It's, I mean, I love that because like this film, they, they, they make a joke about bad CGI, CGI sharks in this film as they're talking about making their film Shark Out of Water, which is happening to the, again, it's so fucking meta. Yeah, it really is. So we get that background story, but we learned that after years, uh, Matt and Jason have now drifted apart. Jason kind of still living in that sort of fantasy world of like, oh, we're mm -hmm. gonna make this movie, we're just gonna hang out and make movies, which by the way is a fine dream. It's a great like, dream. You still gotta take care of yourself, but like, it's still a great dream to have. Like, yeah. so don't, don't, you know, don't downplay your dreams if they seem childish. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. take care of yourself, but also do your dreams, man. Live your dreams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unless your dreams are somnium dreams, then don't don't do that. Yeah, don't. If your yeah. if your dreams are, are killing our, our lead actor, then please don't. Then <laughs> please don't over and over and over. over and over again. Don't do that. <laughs> so uh spoilers, not really. Um yeah, so uh yeah, so Matt and Jason have, have kind of separated Matt, but here's the other thing. Matt ends up basically living his dream he ends up working for a company that makes shark exploitation films like he doesn't get to do it in the fun way no but he that's hates what it. he does it's like he he ended up at like this like corporate uh studio that's just like shelling out like just the garbage. asylum he works yeah at the it's, asylum. he basically works at the asylum yeah and uh, they're, they're shelling out like shark rapist two or something like, like, right the, no 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 the tagline for that film on the if you saw the poster in the back line i just see the poster, but i don't remember what the tagline was deep blue balls i <laughs> it's so offensive like what the fuck <laughs> like what the fuck see that this is this is another great example like you see a poster like that you see the beginning of the movie and you're like okay i know what kind of film this is going to be but it's mm -hmm. not actually it's that not. kind of film it really isn't like most like, of the film is not like that there's a handful so of super super kind of amateurish uh like juvenile humor like that but it, sure. like the movie itself is not that and yeah. i was actually kind of surprised by that like, again like you said uh seeing the that opening sequence i really fully expected like all right this is they're just gonna like lean in this is gonna be nothing but dick jokes and yep and just nudity everywhere and blood like cool like this is gonna be like uh sex squash basically <laughs> yeah yeah i mean shark exploitation you know yeah. lots of Topless women, gore, you know, body parts flying everywhere. And there were a little bit of body parts flying everywhere. Um, but, like, not in the way that you would think. Like a sex squatch or, like, any of the other, you know. It wasn't even as bad as, like, Velocipaster. No. Yeah. No. Which, oh, my God. What a great movie. Yeah. Just, uh, what just a, think about Velocipaster for a second. Yeah. Hey, everyone, <laughs> let's, just, let's just reflect back on how great Velocipaster was. Remember that movie? Remember that? What a good movie. Anyway, so uh, Matt and Jason, you know, we get the whole spiel. Matt is living off on his own in, in L.A. He's seemingly given up on his dream. Eventually, uh, you know, Jason gets kicked out of his parents' house because he's basically just, you know, living on the dream of like one day we're going to make this movie. But he's never like they're not he's not actually doing anything uh, to, to make the movie. And he gets kicked out. 
He goes and lives with his brother again. And during this moment, they meet Bernardo, uh, who then inspires them to basically make uh, bad CGI sharks. But the way he inspires them is by making the bad CGI shark real and come to life and fly around and kill people. It's a shark out of water. I love as soon as they realize what's happening because the the shark comes in and attacks them and of course they they get away like it attacks the like Matthew's annoying neighbor neighbor first who he hates and yep. sends him to the hospital uh, the guy who's like trying to like swat a hornet's nest with a broom or something. <laughs> right. um, so he deserves it yeah. uh, but like the the shark uh, get like attacks them get they get away chases them. And, like, they run into Bernardo, and he tells them all this, and they're like, wait, you did this? You <laughs> son of a bitch, this is your fault. He's like, what, you don't like it? I made your dream happen. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as the shark is chasing them, they they stop outside a house. We see the silhouette of a woman who's starting to dress, and we realize, like, the, the shark stops and, like, goes into the house, and Bernardo walks by. Oh, wait, no, we saw this part already. And, like, does a little, like, fast-forward <laughs> motion with, like, actually holds a remote up to the screen. Fucking brilliant. I loved that. I the 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 fourth wall breaking of Bernardo and Bernardo as a narrating plot device was really clever. I actually wanted to ask you, does this film work without Bernardo? I don't think it does. I think it would be worse without him. I think so too. It like it like it's a bit over the top, like it's a bit much sometimes, but I yeah. think that this film needed that to really like to show exactly what they were doing because otherwise it would have just been like wow, this is just another bad shark movie. Yeah, because, I mean, otherwise, it is, so, I mean, I guess this is where we go to the debate of the title. So the movie isn't Shark Out of Water that we're watching. Mm-hmm. We're watching bad CGI sharks of them writing the movie Shark Out of Water. Yes. I guess. So this is where I guess the title makes sense, that it's not Shark Out of Water, and this is probably what their their thinking process was. Is like, yeah, but this isn't Shark Out of Water. This is the story of how we came up with exactly. Shark Out of Water. So yeah. I get it, but I think Bad CGI Sharks is a bad name. <laughs> I mean... It is, but it isn't. It's also hilarious, but... It, like, I think it's a bad name, but I also think it... it it tells you what to expect in the film yeah. uh, in a way that I think sets you up to be surprised. Sure, sure. So I think the, the, the common thing that we're coming back to with the, this film over and over again is that like we, we, you go into a film called Bad CGI Sharks, you expect classic shark exploitation, and you expect just a bad shark movie. Yeah. But what they've done is like really like just rip that apart and like flip it on its head, and you're like, ah, oh, oh. Oh, I mean, but, yeah, but also, but, yeah. But, but t- was it really the slate after all? Because, you know, at one point, Bernardo, like, trips and, like, breaks the slate. Is like, oh, I can't make the shark go away now. But then later, we see he's got a whole drawer of him. He's like, a muse isn't tied to one instrument. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Which like, I think is genius. I love, <laughs> I, I, again, I love the idea of Bernardo as a narrator mm-hmm. for this because it is, you know what it felt like? Uh, even though we don't see him for the majority of the movie, but it felt like Robin Williams in in Aladdin, in the beginning of the, of Aladdin. It's yeah. you know, come, let me tell you a tale, and he tells you the tale like you're you're Tim telling you the story of Aladdin. A more modern example would be Thor: Love and Thunder, with Korg telling yeah. you about Love and Thunder. I was thinking of a, a cross between the uh, the narrator from Repo, the Genetic Opera, 
Oh, uh, yeah. And the narrator from the uh, animated series uh, Central Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of fourth it, wall breaking, a lot of, a lot of story elements, sometimes interacts with the main characters. Yeah. See, I like that. I do, I do like that. And I mean, I think they do it just enough because like he joins the cast, but at the same time, he's like, I don't know, you yeah, know? So like, he it's doesn't enough contribute where he keeps to the plot. He's not so like omnipotent, but at the same time, like you kind of get the sense that maybe he is. Yeah. And it's I like that. It's like he's there to, to watch because it's funny to him. It's like he's some sort of weird trickster god. Yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't help. Like, he nope. doesn't further the plot. He doesn't help. I like, mean, he did bring donuts the, that one time. He, he did bring donuts, <laughs> which Matthew smashes, which yeah. made me very sad. Yeah, one um, by one, too. Like, rude. Yeah, he doesn't help with the resolution. He like he doesn't wrap things up in a neat little bow for them. He's just He just shows up, and he talks more to us than to them. Yes. Yeah, he really does. Like every so often he'll turn to the camera and make a statement, but for the most part, he's, he is leading them on that journey mm-hmm. of, of helping you. I would, I would take a Bernardo. Like if a Bernardo mm-hmm. showed up in my life, I'd be like, all right, we're on an adventure. Let's <laughs> fucking go. Where are we I don't going? know what's happening, but it is happening. So let's do this. <laughs> so let's do this. Maybe inspire me to actually finish writing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it did work for it worked for Matthew and Jason. They totally did it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, uh, so, you know, obviously we're going to jump around a bit, but I love, uh, you know, one of the parts where in the very end he was like, oh yeah, dad gave me $5,000 and, you know, I really wanted to make our movie. So I spent it all on making uh, posters, <laughs> posters for uh, this film. And I love that the poster is is like stick figure drawings of Shark and him and them. But when you actually see the poster, it's like full on like, you know, it's, graphic novel, like pictures and everything. It's great. So he like he, he's explaining to Matthew like, yeah, I spent the money on I, I, you know, I designed a poster. And they're like, you you spent five thousand dollars on a poster. He's like, no, I got nine hundred eighty seven of them. You got nine hundred eighty seven <laughs> posters for a movie we haven't made yet. Well, yeah, how else are we going to get people excited about it? And he shows them, like, this is my original drawing. And like you said, it was all hand-drawn. His sketches, very stick figure They open the box. It's literally the poster for bad CGI sharks, but it says shark out of water instead. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, is the poster you'll see for the episode uh, uh, album art. Or, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, album art for this episode. I did use the poster from... Uh, the one inside the movie. So that is Excellent. the one that you're going to see because I've already downloaded it before we recorded the episode. And of course, the movie poster has all of the characters on it, including yep. um, Amy, the Matthew, yeah, Amy, Matthew's yep. friend from work. Uh, and I think like Mateo's on it, the shark's on it, and like uh, the neighbor Josh is on it, but like in his bandages and everything from the shark attack. Yep. And <laughs> Matthew takes one look and he's like, how did you know all this? <laughs> right. So here's the question, though. Did any of this actually happen? Because maybe it did, but maybe it didn't. So there is that element. So when the shark first, like when, when Matteo, not Matteo, Matteo's the actor. Uh, yeah. When Bernardo Matt, first yeah. does the, the, the slate and brings the shark to life, the shark attacks, the, the brothers kind of like pass out in like lawn chairs in front of Matthew's garage. They were smoking pot in front of the yeah. garage. Yep. And they, um, like, they, everything, all the events of the film happen and later they, they wake up and it's kind of like a, it was all a dream sort of thing. Like Josh shows up, he's not in his bandages and uh, he, we later see him swatting the hornet's nest in the background. Yeah, um, but Amy calls and she's like, so we need to talk about 
what happened? And they're like, wait, you remember that? Because yeah. they thought, well, maybe it was all a dream, but like she remembers. So like, yes, it happened. So like they, they're, they're doing something a little bit confusing, but really fun in this plot where essentially the, the script that Jason has been writing and that Matthew helps him finish, like their film from their childhood that they, yeah. they've left un, unfinished is what happens to them. And Jason is the one who like, even though he's played as like the dumbass, the fuck up, whatnot, he's the one who figures out like, if I write something new in here, that'll happen. So like, I need to get to the beach. I write myself going to the beach. I need to find my brother who who stormed away angry and I, I need to save his life. I just write myself saving him. Like all these things that like, that's how uh, Matthew eventually f- figures out how to kill the shark. He writes the ending and saves them just in time. Uh, so, like, all of these things are kind of happening as they write it. What they didn't explain to us is, like, how, like, everything is kind of back to normal. Like, the like all of the damage done by the shark is gone. Amy's laptop, who the, the shark ate, is back. But she finds a little miniature version. It's just, like, flying around her apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she remembers all the events because eventually what happens is as they're running away from the shark, they they run to the place because Bernardo explains to them about like, oh, there's here's the there's rules. The rules. It's the just rules like of a fucking, shark movie. Uh, like fucking uh, Scream. Yes, it's exact. Yeah, it's exactly the rules. So here's here's the rules. Here's like the order of everything that's going to happen. And like one of them was eventually the shark is going to uh, kill whoever the lead loves the most. And he's like, oh my God, it's going to be Amy. So he goes to work where Amy is still working. And she's like, what? No, I'm fine. He's like, oh, well, it's because you're just the only person I talked to. So <laughs> I just assumed you would be the person I, I cared about the most. <laughs> he was like, yeah, no. Um, which it's is kind of sad because he has no friends. He has no friends. I mean, you know, he's, he's uh, done this to himself. But then mm-hmm. eventually he gets out of that. But the shark ends up getting to Amy, who is uh, an an artist. Uh, she is, a, I would say, some form of illustrator, and ends up getting a CGI upgrade specifically uh, from her, which is great. Well, she's like, "Well, you're going to need to render overnight. I don't have time for this. Well, like you've got, <laughs> like you're going to need patches and upgrades, and like we're going to have to make sure everything works." And she's just like live editing the shark saw code. Like, <laughs> right, SSH'd into the laptop that it ate and like it, like <laughs> assimilated with, and is upgraded. Gives it like fucking tiger stripes and lightning bolts and horns, like ram horns, and it ah, great. it's badass. It was very badass, and it's really funny because she was like, "Man, you download a lot of porn," and the shark is like, "So much intercourse." Intercourse. <laughs> it's Which, just yeah. Who was the shark? It had uh, to have been one of the two of them. I feel like. It's not credited. So yeah, it must have been like Yeah. I just I want to know because it's it like it sounded like different voices depending on what oh, yeah. like how it was talking. And like, I wonder if maybe they did that. Like if it was just like an amalgam of like like half the cast just did now. Yeah. Did shark lines. Yeah, for each rendition of the shark. Yeah. So the shark, you know, it's chasing everyone everywhere. You know, we get our moments with Bernardo and they meet them and I 
so so we mentioned about like how it's unsure about how this movie really went. Like, did this movie really happen? Is it all in their mind? We did see some of that. You know, when mm-hmm. when Amy is uh, rendering the shark, she actually renders out a couple of smaller sharks yeah, from her own uh, drawings, or actually from Matt's drawings. Yeah, she had borrowed some of Matt's drawings and was working on a cartoon uh, because oh, like, right. he's yeah. like, I don't know, like Matt. Matt doesn't seem to be doing too well. Matt, like. He's he's having a, a real stressful morning. He gets in a in a car wreck on the way to work. Spills like milk and cereal all over himself because he's trying to eat out of a like a fucking mason jar. Yeah, breaks uh, his in phone. the car. <laughs> breaks his phone. Like practically breaks his leg. Uh, at one point, Amy makes a break a leg joke, and he's like, "Not funny," because yeah. he's limping. Um, Bombs an interview for a job yeah. that he thought he really wanted. Yeah, I love that sequence because he's, he's in the interview with the, the boss and she's like, why do you want this promotion? He's like, because someone told me I was supposed to want it. Yeah, and which, like, man. How <laughs> true is that? <laughs> how many times have I been in your exact seat being like, <laughs> yeah, I totally want this promotion. And then being like, I don't want that promotion at all. I do not. Why do you want this job? Because I like paying for things I, yeah, I like having things and money. I like being able to eat and have a house and whatnot. <laughs> there, you know, I feel like that there's some jobs that I feel like somebody should be able to just be like, you know, like, why do you want this job? Like, I don't, but I have to have a job. Like, don't ask me dumb questions like that. Like, if yeah. I was interviewing for, like, a doctor, why do you want to be a doctor? Yeah. Like... To save lives, right? You know, like, that's what I want to do. But if I'm going to be, like, an accountant, like, nobody's going to be like, well, sir, I just really love uh, uh, IRS tax law. Like, no, the fuck you don't. There there (laughs) are some people who do just genuinely love that shit and, like, bless them. I, I... I'm so grateful that they exist because I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to even think about this shit. Yeah. Uh, so if somebody out there loves it enough to like actively pursue it, then do it. But like, <clears throat> I think what holds true for for most of us is that like wherever we are laboring for pay, it's probably not terribly aligned with what makes us truly happy. Sure. Right. I mean, the only part that makes us happy is the fact that we get to live uh, in a place we get to eat Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. afford toys whenever we want them or when Mm. when we want some of them, at least. Toys. I mean, I definitely can't afford as many toys as I would like to buy, but I I I do well. I do well to with with some toys. Why am I just a misfit? (laughs) (laughs) Those kind of toys. Those kind of toys. Um, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I lost it. Never mind. I, the Misfit Toys? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I like remember the Island of Misfit Toys, like that whole, it's Frosty the Snowman, or is it yeah, uh, Rudolph. Rudolph? Rudolph, yeah. yeah. Rudolph. No one wants a Charlie in the box. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that part. Yeah. And the one you want, I want to be a dentist. Yeah, yeah that's of, Jeff French. That's Jeff, yeah. <laughs> Like eight people will actually get that joke in the whole world, and if, one of them is Jeff French. If I'm remembering correctly, this December will be like the tenth anniversary of me like making that joke every December on Instagram, <laughs> every year without fail. Uh, I don't do it on the same day though because I like to keep them guessing. I mean, I've, that's that's smart. Maybe I'll forget this year. No surprise, I didn't. Surprise! It was this time. <laughs> 
<laughs> so back to CGI sharks. Uh, uh, I, honestly, there's not much more we could say about this movie. You know, like we're uh, it, it, it's. I mean, let's just get right to it. Should you watch this movie? I, I think you should. I think, I think this so, is a movie yeah. to watch. I, I don't, you know, again, don't think this is a good shark movie in the definition that we are establishing for shark movies. I think it's a really good storytelling movie, not a movie that is told well, but a movie about storytelling. I think it's like the process of creativity and like finding your inner child. Like that's the message here. Yeah, there, there really, I think, is a lot of, a lot of theme to this movie, more so than plot. I mean, you've got the the strained relationship between the brothers. You have the one who like grew up in air quotes, but is miserable. You have the one who refused to grow up and is like carefree and fun loving, and everybody just shits on, and he doesn't care because he just just wants to enjoy life. He wants to pursue his dream, and he hasn't lost sight of that. And I like, I think that that's, that's really cool. You have the idea of, uh, like, you know, Mateo makes, Mateo, um, Bernardo makes it as a joke, but like he says, you know, amuse isn't tied to any one instrument and like, uh, like your inspiration, like doesn't have to come from only a single source and, right. and like, you know, also my actions here aren't necessarily dictating whether or not you're creative, like you did that yourself. Yeah. And <clears throat> Matthew gets that uh, moment of inspiration, like when he, when he like realizes like how how bought into the 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 notions of success that he is that he's shut his brother out and that he's just, like dumped on him and like he's the, he has this moment to like to turn it around and to save his brother's life and to finish their movie and to like just experience some joy and he does it like. There's a lot of that. And I, I love it. I love it. It's capitalism, man. Capitalism, man. This guy gets it. Um, this guy gets it. The the majority of the like the super schlocky, goofy movies like this that we watch, I don't t- like watch it or don't. I don't care. Uh, you'll probably have a bad time. This one is a good time. It's a it's it's a bad movie, but for for a reason, and it's a bad movie done well. Yeah, I I completely agree with you on that. Like, I I feel like it it tells a story in a way that, one, we don't normally see told in this way, and two, you don't normally see of this caliber, of this low of a budget, Uh of of a film being told that tells a message. Like, I mean, you know, the the plot is very generic if you, like, really, really over-top look at it. It's like two brothers want to make a movie, one has grown up, the other one hasn't, they eventually have a rift, they come together in the end and make their movie, right? That's like huge, you know, sky zone, bird's eye view of this film. And that's very generic. But like at the ground level, there's so much good about this film that's like, yeah, you did it in a really creative way though. Like you really try, like this is the thing like with Ouija Shark it didn't feel like they really tried. It Mm -hmm. felt like they were just like, Ouija shark, girls in bikinis, and people are dead, yay. But like, bad CGI sharks felt like they really tried to do something unique, and I really respect them for that. And they did it for $6,257.34 exactly. You know what's crazy about that is that our movie costs more than theirs. (laughs) Like, What are we doing wrong? It's Our a third was, the length. Yeah, a third the we, length and third double the, length, the budget. And we, we shot it in like a quarter of the time, too. Yeah, five days. Yep. Versus the, the they did 21. Uh, the sharks have names. Did you notice oh, that? Oh, I did not the, notice that. 
The big shark is named Caitlin. Okay. Uh, None of the names are given in the film. The big shark is named Caitlin. Uh, And then the the three shark stooges, as they're referred to, are Mo, Bruiser, and Idiot. I so I was in a band a really long time ago called the Westing Game, I remember and this. Uh, uh, so the it, we opened for uh, uh, long since forgotten once. Um, mm. So uh, so I was in a band called the Westing Game. We were terrible, but either way, we used to go. Our practice space was in Baldensville, and in Baldensville, there's a very famous diner called the Beeville Diner, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like it's been there since the '50s. It's kind of like it was the only thing in Baldensville in the '50s, and it was like the only thing you went. To in Baldensville, and it's still standing today. So we used to go to the Beeville Diner all the time. Well, this is kind of mean in a little bit, but there was this girl there, and she had really dark rings under her eyes always. It always mm-hmm. looked like somebody like double punched her in the eyes. Like oh, that's no. how dark her eyes were. Oh, and no. so, like, between us, we would call her bruiser because we made up this whole plot where, like, after she gets out of work at the diner, she goes to like underground fight clubs and just like, you know, fucks people up, but she has black eyes because, you know, she gets punched in the face every so mm-hmm. often <laughs> and so you know in our mind we we would just call her bruiser so i ended up writing a song and the song title was called bruiser this one's for you oh. uh and so that's what's funny this is named bruiser uh i wonder how she's doing i haven't been back to the people diner in years and years and years but bruiser I, if you're listening nothing but love and respect you were a great great waitress you were a great <laughs> great server for us you always gave me extra pickles when i asked and i love that Oh, extra pickles. That's that's nice. Yeah, yeah. She used to give them to me in a little bowl when I would made, ask for them on my things. I made uh, impossible burgers for dinner, and Ooh. I wanted I wanted to put pickle on mine, but then I realized I only bought spears and not the the slices. And that's yeah. just it's so awkward. To try it doesn't fit well. Yeah. Um, you mentioned a uh, a joke setup by Bernardo earlier, where he's like, yeah. We we, oh. have, we have to like to skip ahead, but enjoy these titties while you wait. And yep. like he clicks the remote, and <laughs> we see a cutscene of just like a gorilla just sitting, <laughs> just just sagging out. And As this you is do. where he says, "I promised you titties. I never said anything about them being human." Bernardo has a lot of great lines, and like again, Bernardo like, does. He's he's a huge fourth wall break. He's hugely meta. Um, the first time he sees the shark, because of course they they refer to it as being a bad CGI shark or a poorly rendered shark or something like that, he sees it and says, "This shark looks great for the budget." Yeah, <laughs> which is a great line. You know, actually, come to think of it, is Bernardo really a fourth wall break or is he just a narrator? Because I think a fourth wall break is when, no, I guess he would no, be he, a fourth wall break because he does live in the story. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it, it's basically like, it's it's more of a traditional stage play where yes. the, like the narrator can be a character and is interacting with the characters, but is frequently turning aside to to yeah. tell us what's happening. Uh, it's fresh in my mind because I, I just went to see uh, a really great local performance of uh, A Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, there was oh a, yeah, yeah, A local troupe that's traveling around and doing them in like different parks all around the city for like two months straight. It's such a fucking great thing that they're that's doing. Awesome. Uh, of course, free. You just show up and watch. It's a troupe of six people doing doing the play. So, of course, they've, they've oh, had wow. to change things around, and they all play, right. like, at least three characters. I mean, uh, in Midsummer Night Dreams, there are at least six people on stage at all times. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, uh, they, they did this thing where, in, in advance, they introduced everyone, like, 
they, they're like, we're going we're gonna to do this essentially in three acts. Here's what's going to happen in the first act so you're not lost. Like, here's the, the basic plot summary. And they introduce each of the, the actors. They introduce who their character is. And then they go and tell the, the story of the next act. And the actors reintroduce themselves as their character. And they do it for the third but like, again, throughout the whole thing, someone is frequently turning to the audience and letting them in on the jokes and stuff like that. And like, so yeah, like Bernardo is an extremely Shakespearean character, and I think that's yeah. what I loved about him. I is that a? It's been a while since I've uh, read Midsummer Night Dream, but it's, it's Puck, right? Is the yes. one who is playing the narrator basically of that story. Uh, Puck definitely has some some narration roles. I, I don't think that like so. This wasn't a like direct word like for faithful, word line yeah. by line faithful adaptation um but yeah the the scenes that puck was in puck was very much like active as a narrator that's very great that's great <laughs> yeah so is this shakespearean no bad cgi sharks is not shakespeare but <laughs> like there's also the um the moment where jason says something to the effect of like i hate when shark movies get caught up in character dialogue so like again like they they're meta they're they're riffing on the the genre that they're they're doing here and they know it and i don't think that you can make a movie like this uh and make it like at all watchable unless you truly love what you're doing yeah, a movie like this, you really gotta, you really gotta have fun, and you gotta seem like you're having fun. Like if I watch the movie and I, I didn't need to be like, oh my god, you guys are having a blast. Mm-hmm. Like that's what bad CGI shark felt like. That is not <laughs> what Ouija Shark felt like. Ouija yeah. Shark definitely felt like nobody was having fun on that film set. Like when Jason shows up and he's got his hair ostensibly in a man bun, but it's yeah. very tall and pointy. It's like a cone, and a man cone. <laughs> a homeless man calls him dick, a uh, hair dick. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, ah, oh, all right. <laughs> he yeah. just rolls and he loves it. He yeah. calls a guy a homeless wizard and the guy yeah. calls him hair dick. <laughs> homeless wizard. I mean, he did kind of look like a wizard. <laughs> he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I think... I think you should watch this movie. I think you should. I, you should totally watch this movie. So, if you again, watch one shark movie this year, let it be bad CGI sharks. And maybe Jaws, but bad CGI <laughs> sharks too. Yeah. CG uh, shark. Do, 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 CG Caleb, shark, you're off the do, podcast. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been kicked off a show in a while. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. Um, I uh, I missed out on uh, Baby Shark because Juniper was old, like too old for it when it became a thing. So like mm-hmm. I just missed it. But because it was being played everywhere, I still got it. But I didn't get it like at home on repeat. Um, so I think Juniper had to have been like five when that came out. My first introduction to it was um, somebody a... Oh, it's, of course, it's the first hit because I've searched it before. Uh, what is her name? Ali Spagnola uh, oh, yeah. is uh, someone. Uh, she's, I think, a comedian, but a, a musician, and will do like really like break apart. Like, what if I did this song in this artist's style, and that. shows you exactly like part by part how she gets there, and then eventually does the whole thing. She did Baby Shark in the style of Lady Gaga. Oh, see, <laughs> that's fantastic. That's phenomenal. So you can watch the entire like 16 and a half minutes, like how I did this, or you can watch the minute and a half long video of her just doing the song. Oh my uh, God. If I remember to, we will share that out because that is fantastic. I will, I'll link you the, the short one, uh, so that you can, you can 
try to remember to, to use that because yeah, that. I'll schedule a tweet for it. It's funny. It's, it's just delightful. That, that was really, I think, my first introduction to Baby Shark. I think I actually managed to avoid it prior to uh, seeing that. And I only watched that video the first time just because it, like, well, that's funny. Yeah, that is funny. Um, speaking of which, if you guys aren't following us on Twitter, it's at the Nahoit podcast. Of course, it's linked down below in the show notes, as well as a link to the night shift media group, uh, social media, which is where you'll get information about all of our brand new shows. Uh, we have a brand new, uh, show coming out called rings of power. Uh, it's brand tipples and Tolkien. Caleb. Yeah. So tipples and Tolkien is coming out. This is a rings of power after show. Uh, first episode should be out by the time you're listening to this in about a week. And and then the first uh, review episode, episode review episode, uh, will be out shortly after the first episode, which will be on September uh, 2nd. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Of course, we also have Night Shift Radio Presents Suspense. Suspense! Um, suspense, which just uh, just came out. That's a uh, uh, great, great old. It's uh, the CBS radio show Suspense from the 1940s. Um, but we have brought it back and redistributed it and brought it back to your uh, smartphones, which could, they wouldn't even imagine in 1942. Albert Welcome Hitchcock back. would be like, what? To the theater of the mind. The theater of the mind in Radio your phone. Spectacular theater of thrills. I love the show Suspense. I it's love it great. so much. It it was such a huge inspiration and source of entertainment for me. Yeah. I mean, it's where we came up with a storyteller series is those type of shows. And I just, I love that we had the opportunity to, to put it out there. And of course, we, we get nothing out of it other than yeah. the joy of putting it out into the universe. Uh, in a, a little bit more easy to access format than the archive site that we found it on. Yeah, way easier to play it. Uh, and of course, in just a couple of weeks, uh, the Superpod HeroCast comes back. Uh, yeah. They're coming back for their fifth I think asterisk it's, season. I think sixth, it's season five. Sixth fifth season for sixth season uh but they i do know for a fact they're coming back and their first episode is going to be uh buffy the vampire slayer so that's going to be pretty fun oh shit then wait yeah the movie that was comic based uh yeah buffy the vampire slayer is in fact a comic yeah good to know yeah um, so they're going to do that one and that's, uh, that's going to be pretty fun. And, uh, I believe first episode is going to be with, uh, uh, well, I can't tell you who it is. Actually, I don't even know if I could tell you that it was that episode, but you know what? We'll find out maybe spoilers, but there you go. I wonder if they'll cover the background movie. Oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> maybe one day. Uh, yeah. So there it is, everyone. Yeah, uh, you know, thanks a lot for joining us for this. And, you know, hey, as always, don't forget to share with 100,000 of your closest friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why, why haven't you? Why wouldn't you? you? Why aren't you doing it right now? I don't like, understand. Like, why would you even make us ask you? Like, it's why would rude. you put that on us? So much <laughs> pressure on us, really, like when you could just be doing it. You could just do it. And it would be done. And it would be done by now. <laughs> All right, there it is, everyone. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we will see you next time. Where's the button? A father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month, we bring a new short story to life in a full-cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition. 
and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information. Thank you.